The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister slash Executive Minister at Christ Universal Temple in the wonderful city of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, The Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister of Christ Universal Temple, and the founder is the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. We're in the midst of a series based on Georgiana Tree West's book, Prosperity's Ten Commandments is a unity classic text, and it gives us an opportunity to study great fundamental principles of prosperity as taught by unity for over 100 years. I think this is a great book, and I've been encouraging you all to get the book while you have been listening to the series. I know that many times people listen to the series and they don't want to do the reading and things of that nature. I guess that's why podcasts sometimes can be so popular. But let me encourage you to to always get the material. I pray about every book that I teach on this show. I give it serious thought and contemplation because I have a large library. And I'm always trying to get the information to you that I think can help you get your breakthroughs. That's really important. So I'm not getting any money from from promoting these different authors and teaching their books. What I want is for you to get your blessings, your breakthroughs, and your overcomings. And if that happens, then I've done my job. So I think it's really important to recognize that we're in a space in life where the demonstration of this truth matters. I think if you're listening to a show like Truth Transforms, if you're connected to Unity Online Radio, to me, that means, and it could be just my meaning that I'm creating on my own, but to me, it means that you're ready for your next stage of growth. To me, that means that you're ready to function at a higher level of efficiency in your life. To me, it means that you're ready for transformation. And you have discovered that there's something bigger than the human sense of self. And you also have realized that that something that is bigger 
is somehow connected to you, that you're not separate from it. You might not understand all of what that means yet, but it gives you an opportunity to work with it, to pray about it, to meditate on it, to speak the word for it, to study and contemplate the material, to listen, to have discussions and conversations around the principles that are being taught so you can grow, so you can evolve in consciousness. So if that's what you're up to, you're in the right place at the right time for the right things because that's what we're up to on Unity Online Radio and that's what we're up to in the New Thought Movement and that's what we're up to at Christ Universal Temple and that's what we're up to in the Universal Foundation for Better Living. So, Prosperity's Ten Commandments. I think it's, again, important for us to just jump right in. I've been teaching this book chapter by chapter and I will continue to do so because I believe that giving people an opportunity to systematically study improves the outcomes. Sometimes we jump too quickly into things. And what I mean by that is we study it for a minute and we jump out there. Then we're like, oh, this stuff doesn't work. Well, we have not really worked it, quote unquote. Two, we possibly don't understand it. And as Emmett Fox once wrote, there's no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. So if I don't understand a thing, it's a problem. Because understanding determines if a thing is a problem or not. If I understand what I'm doing, it's not a problem. It's only a problem when I don't understand what I'm doing. Money's not a problem for everybody because they understand what they're doing. Maintaining good physical health is not a problem for everybody because they understand what they're doing. Having harmonious relationships is not a problem for everybody because they have a clear understanding of how to properly communicate with the people that matter in their lives. So you have to recognize that it's all based on understanding. Some people don't have problems with their success. That don't mean they don't have setbacks. But what it does mean is they have the skills and tools that even when they have a setback, even when they forget, they can they can remind themselves and remember. And once they remember, they can do some different things. Always remember the the one teaching that Christ Universal Temple and the Universal Foundation for Better Living teaches, and this is also taught in unity, that the primary cause of suffering is our forgetfulness of our divine nature as spiritual beings with dominion over our thoughts and feelings. The primary cause of suffering. All right? That doesn't mean there aren't secondary causes, which they are, but I'm not going to teach them right now. But the primary cause of suffering is our forgetfulness of our of our divine nature as spiritual beings with dominion over our thoughts and feelings. Some of us allow our thoughts and definitely our feelings to go where we don't want our minds to go. Something to that. We want truth just to work automatically without disciplining our thoughts and feelings, but you aren't going to discipline something you don't believe you have dominion over. See, the the understanding that you have dominion over your thoughts and feelings matter. Why? Because if you have dominion 
over your thoughts and feelings, that also means that you have dominion over your words because your words only reflect what's happening in your mind. If you have dominion over your thoughts and feelings, that also means you have dominion over your actions because your thoughts and feelings are the genesis. They're the foundation of what you do. If you have dominion over your thoughts and feelings, you have dominion over your reactions. Why? Because you can say, well, that, I, that was just impulsive. That's just what how I do things. I didn't think about it. No. You preconditioned your mind that in certain circumstances, this is how you react. You say, well, that's not true. I didn't even think about it. You don't have to think about it. It's some subconscious. It's unconscious. It's so deeply embedded into your feeling nature that you just do it automatically, that you just say it automatically. That's why it's a reaction. But you can train reaction to do something that is against how you were previously conditioned. For example, my oldest uncle is a retired firefighter. And it is against the survival instinct of a human being to run into a burning house or building. It just is. The flame, the heat, the smoke, and he has run into countless serious fires and trained others to do the same. He has all the injuries falling through stairwells and things falling on him and all, and still got back up, went back to work the next day, you know, or after he got past the injury, because he believed that people, the people that were inside were worth saving and stopping that fire from increasing and harming other people was worth him and his team risking their lives to, to stop it. Now, if you can train a human being to run into a burning building, then you can train your mind to think prosperously. Point blank. Point blank. Because mental conditioning is mental conditioning. The only thing you need is leverage. Mental leverage. So what we're going to talk about today, which I'm going to get to shortly, is the principles. But what you need to do them is leverage. Because you can have all the information in the world and no leverage. And you won't do it. In other words, what is your why? Simon Sinek, the business guru, says in, uh, always in all of his lectures, and he even wrote a book on it and did a TED Talk on it, start with why. Why is your leverage point? So let me just ask you point blank. Why must you be prosperous? Not need to, must. Why must you be prosperous? It might not be a must for you. But if it is, you need to know what your why is. Why must you be prosperous? Why 
must you be successful? What's the meaning? What's your leverage? Is it your family? Is it goals that you want to achieve? Is it experiences you want to have? Is, are there people you want to help? Why is it a necessity? Why must you be healthy and in shape? Why? Because some people would like to be in shape. Some people would like to lose weight. Some people would like to not to have to be dealing with certain ailments. But they aren't dedicated to doing the things, whether that's diet, whether that's exercise, whether there are different practices that are necessary or things to avoid that allows that process to happen. Why? Why? Because they don't have leverage. You have to have that leverage. Start with why. Why is being healthy and in shape a necessity? You know, is it your kids? Is it your significant other? Is it because you want to uh, uh, health? You want to feel better? That's a great reason, by the way, when you make it about you. But sometimes you need other things to help you with leverage. I saw on TV where uh, it was it was a person who was. Uh, anorexic and she was in the hospital and she needed a procedure and she couldn't this was on a TV show and the person wouldn't eat and they said but you had a child a healthy child and she said I would look at the ultrasound every day while I would eat because there was it gave me a reason to eat so even though she had this mental disorder that gave her an image of not wanting to gain weight because of the love that she had for the child in her womb, she did it anyway. Now, she went back to the same practices afterwards. But the leverage was there. The child in her womb was the leverage to say, yeah, I might be anorexic, but I need to eat because I love this baby in my womb. You got to know your leverage point. You know, Les Brown, the motivational speaker, often talked about wanting to buy a house for his mother who who raised him, adopted him and his twin brother at, eight, at six months of age and struggled through life raising not only those two people but other children as well. And he just wanted to buy his mama a house. Leverage. What's yours? What's going to make you get up out of bed and do it? What's going to make you get off the couch and do it? What's going to make you get up early and stay up late? Leverage. So as you're studying Prosperity's Ten Commandments, recognize that it's good information. And as you're listening to this podcast, I hope you think that it's good information. But knowledge is not power. I don't care what anybody tells you. Knowledge is potential power. Knowledge utilized is power. 
knowledge systematically utilized is really good power. Because if you're going to use it and then put it down, then use it, then put it down, then use it, then put it down, then you're not really conditioning and setting yourself up for the results you really desire. So I want you just to think, what is your why? What's your leverage point? If you listen to this podcast or others for a while, if you've been listening to other people's podcasts, you're watching self-help YouTube videos, you have the books, you have the old cassette tapes back in the day if you're old enough to have cassette tapes. You go to church, you go to seminars, you go to Tony Robbins, you go to Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen and Lisa Nichols and Yana Von Zandt and you go to Landmark and you go to, I'm trying to think of some of these other self-help uh, groups. You do all this stuff. You know, silver, mind control, all type of stuff. But it won't make a difference if you don't have leverage. Leverage. Please get that. If you have to be prosperous, it's a different conversation. If you have to have enough to make your family work in ways, etc., you know, when you know, there are people who have to be a stand for justice. It's not something that can come and go. A Martin Luther King, a Gandhi, a Malcolm X, a, uh, a James Baldwin, you know, current uh, Desmond Tutu, a Nelson Mandela. They had to be a stand for justice. It wasn't negotiable. See, I, I'm, I'm a big believer now that the reason why we aren't more abundantly expressing the goodness of God in our lives is because it's not a must. It's not an absolute must. So it gives us something to think about. All right. So now we can get to the book. It's 1020. I've been... On, on a 17-minute uh, rant. But anyway, the fifth commandment is, you shall deal honorably with God and with all human instruments through whom, who, excuse me, through whom God's good is manifested for you. Let me read it again. You shall deal honorably with God and with all human instruments through whom God's good is manifested for you. This comes from Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother so that your days may be longer the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And on page 65, he says, on the surface, the fifth commandment exhorts us to act ethically toward our earthly parents. All ethical action is based on justice, honesty, and cooperation. So I'm not going to read all of this material, but I think it's important for us to recognize that you know, one of the one of the things that people are dealing with today when it comes to parenting or dealing with their parents is honor sometimes just looks like 
uh, how do I process and deal with someone who prop maybe weren't there in a way that was responsible? You know, you have mothers and fathers leaving people, abusive parents, all different type of dynamics that are happening today. And and so people say, well, how can I, you know, at a literal level, honor this commandment? What I always just say is this. Do you want to be whole? Because if you want to be whole, you release, you forgive, you let go. Not because they're right and you're wrong or you're right and they're wrong or whatever. It's because you love you enough to free yourself of the bondage of the mistakes of someone else because they did what they did and they didn't do what they didn't do. And instead of getting into a combative mode of proving right versus wrong, you free yourself. Now, freedom uh, and forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. But what it does mean is loving yourself enough to where you free yourself of the story that's been attached if you have issues with a parent or both parents. It's really important to recognize that from a soul perspective, your ability to be free matters. From a soul perspective, your ability to move on with your life and not get trapped in your past matters. So even at a literal level, this commandment is saying, free yourself. I love the quote by Gerald Jampolsky. Forgiveness means giving up all hope for a better past. Forgiveness means giving up all hope for a better past. We just want it to be different, and that's why we're angry many times. Well, if this would have happened instead of that, and I'm not saying that people didn't go through legitimate suffering because of the decisions of people who should have been responsible and they weren't. But what I am saying is, do you want to be whole? Because if you want to be whole, you'll let it go for you, not for them. Not to let them, because forgiveness isn't letting people off the hook. Forgiveness is a process that you utilize to free yourself. Because forgiveness means giving up all hope for a better past. Now, this isn't a forgiveness lesson, but I wanted to jump in there because when scriptures start talking about parents and things, if you have wonderful parents, you have great experiences, this scripture is easy. When you've had trials and tribulations concerning your relationship with your parents, it's a different conversation. And many people are stuck where they were as children concerning their parents, and they might be 65 years old, and their parents have been moved on, and they're still stuck and on the old program. And I'm saying you get to free yourself by loving yourself enough to be free and say, I want to be whole. Yeah, I might be humanly right, and corroding my inner peace. Yes, I might be humanly correct, 
but I'm attracting drama and trauma to my life because I'm radiating this negative energy because I'm wrapped around my story and my pain. So give yourself the ability to free yourself by honoring in your mind. Thank you, God, for the vessels or the conduits or the channels utilized to bring me into physical expression. Thank you, God, for that. If you can't come up with anything else, thank you, God. I often joke with joke. Uh, my, my mother is deceased, but I used to joke with both of my parents when I used to say, well, you know, because they were such an odd couple, meaning, you know, at least the 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 me that I've known, the how I perceive life and looking at them, I would always say the only reason why you all could have gotten together is to bring me here. And they would laugh about it. I was like, because it didn't make sense. Besides y'all being two good-looking people, I said, maybe that's what I needed, the genetics. And then we would laugh about it. But it was it was a joking way for me to say, maybe you all weren't supposed to stay together. I don't know. But I do know that what you you all had to offer, my soul needed at some level. Or it might, it could have been the skills, it could have been the, uh, you know, many of the things that I'm good at, quote unquote, my parents are good at. It many things, I'm not going to drill down on that now, but what I consider my strongest attributes, I can see in, in, all of my strongest attributes are in one of my parents, consistently, across the board. Now, why is that important? Because to do what I needed to be able to do, this soul, as I incarnated into this form, was needed. And I had to have the vessels that can give me what I needed so I can do what I needed to do. just want you to think about that. So if nothing else you can say, thank you, God, for the vessels or the conduits or the channels that you use to bring me here. Thank you, God. It looks like we're coming up on our first break. So let me remind you that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give, go to the Unity Online Radio Website, unityonlineradio.org or unity.fm is a shortcut. My request is that you click on the donate button and you have support this online ministry so we can continue sending this message across the world because that's where it's going. I get people contacting me from different continents all the time, especially in Africa. So I'm really happy about that process. So let's take this first quick break first break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. 
the voice of an awakening world. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Meditation Minute with sound healer Terry Wilder and Mystical Gong Meditations. Take some time right now and give yourself this minute of meditation. Breathe in and breathe out. Meditation, because some questions can't be answered by Google. Stop for a minute and give yourself this gift of mindfulness. Breathe in and breathe out. Slow down. Calm down. Don't worry. Don't hurry. Trust the process. To hear more healing gong meditations, visit terrywilder.com. What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe. Since 1924, Daily Word has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths live happy, healthy lives. The magazine includes two months of daily affirmations, messages, articles, and spiritual poetry to help you get inspired. Subscriptions are available for print editions in large type and Spanish, as well as the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. Find the truth within yourself that heals, reveals, guides, and transforms. Tune in to Reverend Galen McDowell every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms. Take a deep dive into the practical aspects of new thought teaching, starting with forgiveness, spiritual healing, prosperity, and more. Reverend McDowell welcomes some amazing guests, and topics can range from reincarnation to the Bible to science. Big plans to join the show here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. All right, welcome back to Truth Transforms. Before we get started, let me remind you that you can call in if you have any questions or comments. You can call in at 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. I would love to you know, answer your questions or hear your comments or just hear you sharing. Uh, we'd love to hear it. I love, love callers, and, it's, and so call in. 
Anyway, also, this show has a Facebook page, True Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. So my request is that you go to the page if you're on Facebook, like the page, give it a five-star rating or whatever that works, and write a positive review. It helps with the algorithms. This show is also on iTunes Podcast and the Stitcher Stitcher Radio app for Android devices. So my request is that you go on, if you're listening to this show on one of those devices or apps, that you, again, give it a five-star rating and write a positive review for the show. It helps with the algorithms. I'm still working on the, you know, coaching and other dynamics that I've been mentioning on some shows. Not ready to launch yet. Close. And I'll let you know more of it when it's time. I want to make sure, again, that it's right and I can honor commitments that I make. That matters to me, to be in integrity. So, let's get to the metaphysics. Page 68 of the book. Going back to the metaphysical interpretation of this scripture. You shall deal honorably with God and with all human instruments through which God's good is manifested for you. All right. She she goes on to say on that same page, the law of compensation teaches us to return full value always. All the laws of life operate in in accord toward the end of establishing perfect balance on all planes of our existence. If we do not consciously endeavor to give full value always for what we receive, The subconscious action of our minds always moves toward establishing balance at some time in some way. So in other words, she's saying that if you are trying to get over and cheat, you you also set the universe up to figure out ways to balance that out. Because God is not mocked, Galatians 6, 7, whatever a man sows, so shall he reap. All right. Jesus said what measure you give is the measure you get this isn't something that and i can just go scripture 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 straight through this same principle is taught reverend coleman would say things like if you would you know back in the day when people would put coins in the parking meters oh i guess you could still do that technically but the one-on-one parking meters that maybe some areas still have she said if you go up and you see a little time on the parking meter instead of saying oh thank you god for this extra money she's like put your money in the meter because always be willing to be a stand and pay for because you don't, you know, you always want to be in proper giving and receiving consciousness. So if you pull up on a meter, she would say, and it has five minutes left, you know, I can run in and run out. She's like, no, put your, she would say, put your quarter in and then go about your business because that's the balance that you always want to maintain when it comes to you and your prosperity. In other words, she would say, stop seeking to get something for nothing because we love something for nothing we love free but sometimes free has its own price sometimes that price is quality sometimes that price is you get being charged more on the back end you know it's sort of like those places that like the rent center type places I don't even know if rent center is still around to be honest but you know where okay you come in and you pay, you know, $40 a month for this TV, big screen, widescreen TV. 
And by the time you finish paying for the TV, you've paid three times more than what it costs. So it might seem cheap on the front end, but it really isn't because we're trying to get something for basically nothing. Many times people want, uh, you know, advancement, promotion. They want blessings. They want relationship harmony without investing what it takes to make it work. They're not dealing honorably. So you want, the, you, you want to be treated properly. Do you treat people properly? You want people to tell you the truth. Where do you lie? What do you lie about? Dealing honorably with God and all the human instruments through which God's good is manifested for you. Back to the book. She starts to talk about tithing as a way to honor God and the in, human instruments through which God's good works. She says, uh, she says, one of the necessary ways of establishing ethical conduct toward God is the practice of tithing. The tither is obeying the injunction, honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit, fruits of all your produce, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. To honor the Lord with your substance is to render inner service to acknowledge his or its presence in prayer, praise, and silent worship. To honor him or it in the first fruits of our produce is to render outer service, to give a just portion of the supply we demonstrate to the maintenance of God's work here on earth. So we honor the truth in us by making sure that the work gets done. And one of the ways we do that is through support, through tithing. Tithing is the practice. The law is giving and receiving. The law is sowing and reaping. But if you want systematic reaping, you need to have systematic sowing. She goes on to say on page 69, rightly understood tithing is a form of worship. True prayer must include acknowledgement. There's no sure way of acknowledging God as the source of your supply than the actual giving back to God a portion of all that we have received from God. Mm. So one of my teachers, the Reverend Evelyn Boyd, used to say to to my class when we were in teacher training 24, 25 years ago now, something like that, 24 years ago. Anyway, that if you can put God first with your money, you can put God first in anything. Why? Because there's so many emotions and beliefs wrapped around money. So when people say things like a tither is never broke, etc., they're saying that a person who understands the law of giving and receiving and the systematically giving in a way that makes them uh, consciously aware that God is the source of their supply, they will always have what they need to have. And in other words, you'll have your cup and a cup can run over. But here's the thing. If you're systematic about your money like that properly, now here's the key word, properly then you should be systematic with your 90%. And your 90% will stretch more. It'll become more. Like the fishes and the loaves, it stretches more. It handles more. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that your thoughts and feelings are in divine order because you're being systematic about putting God first. Back to the book. Page 69. Middle paragraph. Tithing is really the outer aspects of the threefold nature of worship. Prayer, praise, and giving. To be prayerful, praiseful, and bountiful in giving is to worship truly. She says, view from a practical angle, tithing is accounting to God 
for what we receive. It is actual recognition of God as the source of supply without tithing. The recognition is purely theoretical. We may say then that tithing is a guarantee of our good faith in God as our supply. So let me just stop there for a moment because some people might say, well, I'm working towards that. I'm trying to get there. What I always tell people is, you know, the the God loves a cheerful giver quote from the Apostle Paul. Get to the place where you can make a systematic choice about what you feel as though you can give and systematically give it and seek to increase it and work your work your way up. Because if you're giving out of fear, that energy of fear will draw things to be fearful of. Doing things out of a consciousness of fear and being scared and anxious will not give you the the harmony necessary to draw good to you. But what you need to be not need, what I'm su- suggesting, suggesting to you, I don't want to say what you need to do because I'm a big believer that you follow your own indwelling spirit. And I never override that basic premise. But what I'm suggesting that you do is you do enough to stretch you. And then you go from there and you build on it 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 and you build on it. And And before you know it, you will be a systematic giver. Before you know it, you'll be a tither. Before you know it, you will be a person who knows and understands that God is the source of your supply and that you can't out give God. Now, here's the thing. As you start to work with this systematic way of giving, you need to start paying attention to ideas. You need to start paying attention to the desires of your heart. You need to start paying attention to the impulses that are coming up within you, the opportunities that are being presented to you, the possibilities that are opening or the doors that are being opened to you. Because you might say, well, I'm tithing and I'm not getting more prosperous. I'm not gaining more. I just have 10% less. Well, it's possible that through the that you're not being aware of the doors of abundance that are being opened to you. But if you're not willing to be obedient, which first of all is be aware and then take action on the guidance that is given, that you don't give yourself the opportunity to produce new prosperity. So I, I just want to be mindful of that because sometimes I think people miss it. So they do the work and then they get the idea and they don't do anything with it. They do the work, and then God says in them, go here, do that, do this, and then they don't do it, and then they wonder why it doesn't work. You know, uh, you know, my new friend, uh, the, the another Unity Online host, Mae McCarthy, was just at Christ Universal Temple earlier this month, and she tells a wonderful story about how she was, when she had owned a particular business, she owned several businesses that did millions of dollars worth of business. But in this one particular business she owned, she needed to get in contact with this particular business uh, manager or owner. And she called and called and emailed and emailed and called and called and couldn't get in contact with him. Well, she happened to be doing business in the city where that company was. And she was going to go to a store because she knew the area to get some items she needed. But Spirit told her to go to the store that was 15 minutes further away. Now, the decision comes into play is, do I go to the store that's right around the corner, easy convenience, get what I need, get back to my hotel, keep it moving? Or do I follow the, the 
the intuitive knowing of my soul that's saying go across the town 15 minutes away and go to that store instead. So, because she's trained herself to listen to spirit, she gets in her car and she, or, and she drives to the further destination. She gets out of her car, walks in the parking lot, starts to walk through into the store, and guess who's walking out of the store while she's walking in? The man she's been trying to get in contact that was worth all of that money and business if she can make the contact with him. Soon as she sees him, she beelines to him, starts up the conversation, wraps up what needs to be wrapped up, and she got the business. Now, only God would know that that man would be at that store walking out at that time while she was in that city. So while she was in that city and she needed that particular contact, Spirit says no. Now, if any, if she'd have paused and said, I don't know, maybe I should have thought or contemplated it for even a few minutes, she would have missed him. So it's important that when you are working with principles of prosperity, you're visualizing, you're affirming, you are studying, you are tithing or systematically giving at your level of understanding. If you don't pay attention to what your intuition is guiding you to do, the doors that are being opened, the ideas that are coming, you will miss your increase. That's why scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice. You got to be able to move when spirit says move. Because it could be all the difference in the world. Move when spirit says move. Period. So as you're systematically giving, and you're saying, well, I'm not seeing an increase from this. It's possible that you're not open to what God is seeking to do through you. You got to get in the spirit. You got to get in the prayerful consciousness of, okay, God, tell me what to do, when to do, and how to do it. And you can be driving. You can have a hunch. You can be call this person, do this, make contact, turn left instead of right, go to this store like it happened with May, or some other example that would be right on time. Right on time. That if you didn't do something that needed to be done, when it needed to be done, it would radically change your life. Forever. Forever. The reason why you have the the the, the significant other or spouse you have, because it could have been right then, right there, right on time. The reason why you have the children, etc., it can make a difference. It can make a difference. I have a buddy of mine who got married because he wanted, he, he ended up getting married to the woman of his dreams because he was 
he was driving home and for whatever reason he had the strongest desire to get a Polish uh a Polish, you know. And he went to the local neighborhood spot. They had barbecue stuff and polishes that they made. He walks in and he, he sees this lady and he says to her, she's trying to figure out what she wanted to order. She had never been to the store before. She was guided to stop in that store at that right time. He walks in, he walks in right behind her. She's looking in and he recommends something. And he said, and he jokingly says something to her about it. You know, if it's not good, here, you can take my number, you can call me and I'll buy it if you don't like it. Something like that. Joking thing. And she calls him. And I'll never forget it because when he called me after that incident, before they had any conversation, he he was blown away. He's like, man, I just met this lady in, in, in the Polish spot. And he was blown away by her. And because my buddy was quite the player, I was I was blown away by his response. Like, what? Like, man, this this lady must be exceptional. I need I need to see who this is because before he ever knew it, anything, he knew something in his soul connected with her. He knew that was going to be his wife. So why does she show up? at a place he's never been before while he's driving saying out of nowhere, man, I just got a taste for a Polish. I need to go, let me swing and go get me this Polish at the right and exact time. That's how spirit works. So when you open yourself up through your systematic giving, like tithing, when you open yourself up through prayer, meditation and study you open yourself up to the divine guidance that's always there god is always speaking to you the issue is are you how often are you listening but only god can put that divine timing together to make a guy who's been a player his whole life give up his player card immediately Immediately. That's how spirit works. I want to give a couple more points on this because this chapter is actually about tithing. and <laughs> But I'm more on the honor God. Because when your soul is ready for the next stage of growth, when you are in the consciousness of honoring God as the source of all good, even if it's at the level of which you understand that, but you're ready for your life to move in some different directions and do some different things or the divine harmony that brings people together in ways that we just can't explain. When that time is happening, literally, when you move, as you are intuitively led to move, it puts all things in place to do what needs to be done. Many times before you even know that you need it to be done. Before you even know you need it. Before you even know. This is why scripture says before 
you have called, I have already answered. Before you knew you needed that information, you had it. Before you knew you needed these particular people in your life, God brings them into your life before you know you needed them. Because then the circumstance shows up and explains why you needed those people, why you needed this lesson, why you needed this experience. You didn't know beforehand. But now you do. Sometimes the lessons are shouting and we're not paying attention to them. But what is required of my soul in this experience? It's a good question to ask. What do I need to learn? What do I need to understand? What do I need to do? What? Why? Be really clear. Because that understanding allows life to go forward in you. So if you're in the consciousness of systematic giving, trust me when I tell you, you are creating the vibrational intensity to draw more good to you in ways that you know not of yet. Because before you call, I have answered. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. Before. Just keep saying it over and over again. Over and over again. It's the same message. Over and over again. Jesus taught the same thing. Over and over again. When he said. In the Sermon on the Mount. He says. Your heavenly father knows that you need them. He's talking about when people say, what should I eat? What should I drink? What should I wear? He says, for the pagans, this is a translation, or some say Gentiles run after these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Before. Reverend Coleman used to say, Nobody can take what is yours by right of consciousness. She would say, your, your good has your name on it. Your name. What's for you by right of consciousness cannot be separated from you. What is mine by right of consciousness? All that I can give my interest to, my attention to, and my expectation. I really want you to get it. Well, it looks like we only have less than two minutes left. So I guess I need to get one more quote out of this book.
I love this one quote on page 73. It says, faith in God always counteracts fear. As we give more of ourselves to meditation, prayer, and service, we grow steadily in the realization of God's presence in all and through all. We become increasingly aware of his power moving through his, excuse me, aware of his power moving through his spirit dwelling in us to fulfill our needs on all planes of existence. So in other words, when you honor God through the various ways of prayer and praise and meditation, study, service, giving, you are literally counteracting fear. And building the consciousness for the good you desire. Because you couldn't have the desire if the possibility for it expressing in your life wasn't already there. On the invisible spiritual side of life, it's already a reality. Our job is to bring it into manifestation. So we're going to wrap up today's show. Next week, we're going to go into the next chapter and continue to do the study, the reading, and all the other stuff you need to do to make it work. Because it works if you work it. Stay diligent and know your why. God bless you, and I'll be with you next week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.